Well, hello everyone. I'm your host, Colton Prater, and this is the Fires of Revival podcast, and I am honored that you would take the time to listen into this episode. And before we jump into our Bible message here, I ask that uh, you pray along with me as I pray out loud here in a second. So let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity for me to preach this message, Father. I ask that those listening in, that they'll take this message, apply it to their life, that they will draw closer to you because of this, Father, and that you just do a great and wonderful work in the lives of those listening in, and in your Son's name, amen. So the title of this message here is more of a devotional thought. I promise I'll be as brief as possible. And it's a simple question, and it is, how can I make the most of my summer? How can I make the most of my summer? And our text is found in Psalm 90, verse 12. Psalm 90, verse number 12. And this here is a psalm of Moses. Moses wrote this psalm when they were in the wilderness wandering around. Here at Psalm 90 and 91, but we're going to look here at Psalm 90, verse 12, so just one verse in it. And that's the only verse we're going to look at for the entire message, and all our points are going to stem out of this verse. But Psalm 90, verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. And I want to focus on that first phrase, so I want to read that phrase again. So teach us to number our days. You know, we all can agree and we all can admit that, you know, we only have a certain amount of time on this earth before we all die. Because everyone here that's born, unless the rapture happens, will pass away at some point. They say the average age is around 70, 75 or so. And then all of us at some point in our life are going to pass away off into eternity. We're going to die of either old age or maybe it could be a car accident or a heart attack or health problems. I don't mean to sound morbid, but we all can admit Death is going to be knocking on our door at some point in our life, whether now, tomorrow, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, maybe 70 years from now. It could be whenever. But we all can admit, all can agree that death is coming at some point or another and that we only have a certain amount of time on this earth. And we're going to look here how to use the most of our summer. So now here it is. It's end of July. We only have about a month and a half so of our summer break before school resumes back. So we're going to look here at how we can make the most of what we have left of this summer, this remaining month and a half or so and how we can use it best for the cause of Christ, and how we can allow Christ to make the biggest difference in us, through us, this summer. So I think a lot of times in summer, this message is, let me say this, this message is specifically geared towards teens. Now it's for anybody, it's applicable to anybody of all ages, but specifically for teenagers. And the reason I say that, this is July here, and our church just got back from its church camp here, and a lot of teens from that are on fire for God. Several teens were saved, dedicated their lives to Christ, rededicated their lives to Christ, made a decision to surrender to Him. And I think in the summer, a lot of teens get on fire for God for about a week. Or they make some big decision for God, and it lasts about a week or a day or so, and it's over. So we're going to hear how we can maximize this decisions we made for Christ at camp or a youth conference or whatever the case. You know, specifically, it's for anybody, but specifically teenagers and how teenagers can use their summer for God and how they can stick to their decision. And how whatever decision they made for God, whether to read their Bible or to go all in for God or whatever the case is, how the, if they follow these seven easy steps, I believe they can stick through their decision and they can make it through this summer and even make it for years to come if they follow these steps. So number one, and I promise these will be very brief, very simple. Number one is probably the simplest point out of all seven of these, and you're probably going to laugh when you hear this and how simple it really is. And I promise this decision is extremely simple, but it makes a bigger difference than you realize. If you, how to make, if you want to make the most of your summer, number one, you're going to have to attend church. Attend church. You know, think about this for a second. If you made a decision for God and you're wanting to make a difference for Him, but you won't go to church, what makes you think you're going to do something for God? You know, this, for instance, camp ended yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, around 11 o'clock or so, all the campers were dismissed. 
and camp was over for the week. Now, many of those teens made a decision for God. Now, if they don't come to church that following Sunday, that doesn't mean that the decision's over and they're not going to keep it, but the chances of them following forward of that decision are very slim. The chances decrease drastically if they don't come to church. So if you want to make the most, for your, uh, make the most out of your summer, you're going to have to attend church. You're going to have to be faithful. I know in Hebrews where it mentions, you know, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. You know, if you want to make a difference for God this summer, if you want to have the most impactful summer you possibly can, attend church, go to church, be faithful, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You know, as Lee Robertson said back in the day, he said it takes three to thrive, referring to services, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. If you want to make a difference for God, you're going to have to come to church. You're going to have to be hearing the preaching of God's Word and letting that change your life and the singing and the congregational singing and and so on and so forth. And you're going to have to be faithful to church because if you're faithful to church, that shows God that you at least care enough to get up in the mornings and the afternoons on Sunday and get up Wednesday to come to church and hear His Word preached by the preacher. So number one, if you want to make the most of your summer, you're going to have to attend church. Number two, you must read your Bible. Number two, you must read your Bible. You know, if you want God to use you, if you want to hear from God, you're going to have to read the Bible because we can talk to God and pray to Him, but God speaks to us through His Word. You know, you must spend time each day seeing what God has to say to you through His Word. And if you're not willing to spend just a few minutes a day reading your Bible and hearing from God, what makes you think God's going to use you? You have to be reading your Bible. You have to be spending time trying to get something out of it, asking God to reveal something to you through the Bible. You know, during this quarantine time, I specifically was working, you know, I was reading more in my devotions and I was trying harder at my devotions, if you will, and I was spending more effort into it and I was spending more time praying about my devotions and so forth and I found something. That when I spent time reading my devotions and I focused on what God had for me and I was really paying attention to what I was reading and not just reading it to check mark, check the box, I felt that God had a whole lot to say to me. He had a whole lot he was trying to get to my attention, but I had to quiet things around me and I had to spend time reading and focusing on God's Word. And when I began to truly do that out of my heart, God was showing me things left and right. He was giving me sermon ideas. He was just helping encourage me in my faith, challenge me in areas that I was weak in. And He was able to make a big difference in my heart. But it began when I began to read my Bible. So if you want to make a difference this summer, if you want to maximize your summer to its fullest extent, you're going to have to spend time reading your Bible each day, seven days a week, all summer, all year, so forth, continuing that on. You're going to have to spend time reading your Bible and seeing what God has for you in it. Number three, right off, so number one is attending church. Two, reading your Bible. Three, we must pray. We must pray. You know, spend time praying each day. You know, as I said, reading our Bible, that's how God talks to us. But we talk to God through prayer. And, you know, if you want God to use you, if you want to make a difference, you must be talking to God and asking God and praying to Him, asking Him to give you the strength to get to the day, asking Him to meet different needs in your life, asking Him to help make you a gospel witness, asking Him to help you at church, to give you something in your Bible reading. And you must spend time fellowshipping and talking to God. So if you want to make the most of your summer, you must, number three, pray. And number four here, this is very simple, but honestly, a lot of teenagers specifically don't like to talk about it, but give. Number four, you must give. You must give in the offering, give money to the church. You know, the Bible commands us to tithe. We are to give money to the church. We are to give money specifically to God, to the church. And, you know, God uses those that trust Him with their finances. You know, finances is one of the biggest areas we can trust God in. Because when we begin to tithe and give that 10% and then give an offering off of that and give to missions and give to the building program, and use the energy, when you begin to give some of that money you've been, that you've received this summer and you begin to tithe that to God and give God what's rightfully His, 
That shows God that you trust Him. That shows God that you trust Him. And here's the thing, when you trust God, God's never going to fail you. God's never going to let you down. He's always going to meet your need. He's always going to supply what you need when you need it at that right time. But we have to take that step of faith and give to God. And, we, and, we, and when we begin to give to God, God will begin to bless us and use us and make us a better servant for Him. But we have to give. Because, see, a lot of times our money is where our heart is. When we begin to give God money and we begin to give to His causes like missions and so forth and the local church and tithing and such, God will begin to trust us more and He'll think, you know, if, if they were able to give this back to me, you know what, I can give them a little more and I can trust them a little more in faith and I can give this to them. And God's going to begin to bless you and use you even more. And you must give. You must give to God. So you must give money. You must tithe, missions, so forth. So number one, you must attend church. Number two, you must read your Bible. Number three, you must pray. Number four, you must give. And number five, you must help out at your church as much as possible. And this is a big one, especially for teenagers. Help out at your church as much as possible. You know, churches are never short of laborers. They're always in need, or they're never, they never, sorry, excuse me, they never have too many laborers. They're always in need of laborers. I guarantee you, if you came to your pastor, if you called him up on the phone right now and said, Hey, pastor, you know, I really want to serve and volunteer in the church. What ways can I help? I guarantee you, he'd have a list of several different things for you to choose from and for you to do. So don't think, you know, I can't serve God because there isn't an opening available. You know, I can't, you know, do this, do that. There's always a, a spot available for you to serve because God wants each member of the church to serve God. Whether you're a teenager, adult, uh, elderly person, there is an area for you to serve and there's an area God has called you to in the local church. But you have to help out and volunteer. And not just volunteer every now and then, but volunteer as much as you possibly can. You know, talk to your pastor. See if you can volunteer in any way. For instance, you know, you can help out in kids' church or a Sunday school class. Whether teaching or helping, you can uh, help on a bus route or maybe teaching or preaching in a nursing home or whatever the case is. You can even help usher with the offering. You can help do whatever the case. You can help maybe run the sound booth or help volunteer with that. You can help clean at the church. But whatever you do, make sure you're volunteering and helping your church because your church needs it. You know, God commands each of us to serve in the church, to help in the church. And I guarantee you, you know, that that would encourage your pastor greatly if you just asked him, Hey, pastor, can I serve? Can I just help you in any way possible? And I guarantee you that if you do that, he's going to have a list of jobs for you to do and you're going to be able to make a difference for God just by volunteering just by doing that. So number five, help out at your church as much as possible, or in other words, volunteer at your church. Number six here, we're nearing the finish. Number six, serve in a gospel ministry. So it's similar to number five, but more specifically, serve in a gospel ministry. Uh, be a witness. Be an active soul winner. You know, the Bible commands us to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We must be active serving in a gospel ministry, whether you know, for whatever you're, if you for instance, if your church has a, a visitation program or a soul winning program on like a Thursday afternoon or Monday night or Saturday morning or whenever your church has it, if your church has one, I encourage you to be active in that. Try to attend every week if possible. Be as active as you can in soul winning. If you have a job, try to be a witness at your job or your workplace. Be a witness to your neighbors, to your friends if they're lost. Be a witness at church. Even be a witness everywhere you go. Live the life of a witness. So serve in a gospel ministry, so be a witness. You know, no one's going to win someone for win someone to Christ if you're not actively witnessing. You know, I'm never going to lead someone to the Lord if I don't make a point to try to witness to someone to share the gospel with someone. Yeah, hopefully you get what I'm trying to say here, but if you want you if you want to make the most of your summer, serve in a gospel ministry. Witness to others, be a faithful witness, live the life of a witness, be a good testimony. 
be active sharing the gospel with others, whether in a visitation program or even at your job or whatever the case. But be active in soul winning. And then lastly, and this kind of sums up what 1 through 6 is, but be an encouragement. Number 7, if you want to make the most of your summer, be an encouragement to your friends. Be an encouragement to your pastor. Be an encouragement to your youth pastor or your assistant pastor or your parents, grandparents, people at your church. Whatever the case, be an encouragement to those people. Because when you begin to encourage others and be the right kind of example and you're encouraging others, you are challenging others to follow in your footsteps. You are challenging others to do what one through six are. You're challenging your others to attend church, to read their Bible, to pray, to give, to help out and volunteer, to serve in a gospel ministry. And then that will encourage them to encourage others. And this cycle will begin to repeat in others' lives and compound and compound and compound. But you must be an encouragement to your friends. You know, be the right kind of example, be the right kind of friend, have the right kind of attitude, and just help encourage other people. And when you begin to encourage other people, that'll help strengthen them and increase their faith and encourage them to make a difference and continue on, continuing on. So that, that's basically it for the message, but in review here before we pray, you know, if you want to make the most of your summer, if you want to number your days so that you can apply your heart to wisdom and live the best life you can and make the most difference for God as you possibly can, you must attend church. You must be faithful in that. You must read your Bible. You must pray. You must give. You must volunteer. And you must serve in a gospel ministry and be a witness. And then lastly, you must be an encouragement to others. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to preach, Father. I ask that those listening in will take this message, apply it to their life, that they will live their summer to the fullest for you, that they'll make the biggest difference they possibly can, that they'll just take this message, maybe share it with someone else, share it with a family member, a friend, or whatever the case, and that this uh, podcast message will reach the maximum amount of people that it possibly can, and that you'll just use it for your glory and honor, Father, and in your Son's name, amen.